cares for me I'm happy as I can be I've learned to love and to live Devil may care Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with Nashville-based jazz singer Candace Springs. During late March 2020, as the COVID-19 quarantine began ramping up, we talked to her from her home base of Nashville about her latest 2020 CD, The Women Who Raised Me. She has a defined mix of R&B, jazz, and pop, and she has been at it for a while with a very eventful career. We talked about all of this and so much more, so please dig it. Thank you for taking some time out. I know that all of uh, the musicians collectively, and probably all of us too, have some unexpected time on our hands now, and I appreciate you taking some time out. <laughs> right. No, I, I, no, no problem at all, and I appreciate you doing this call, So, and thank you as well. So, It's been kind of crazy, but it's, it's cool. It's going to pan out. They're planning stuff for later in the year now, so I'm like, all right, <laughs> on yeah. to other projects, so, you know. Yep. Make it totally. Uh-huh. So, are you in New York? I'm in Nashville. That's my hometown. Oh, and oh okay. I live here now. So. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, I didn't yep, know. Yep. Right. Yeah, cool. So, well, hey, thanks again. And I want to talk to you about your latest CD, Women Who Raised Me. Talk to me a little bit about it. I mean, I think it's kind of obvious what the album, the, the, the kind of the gist is. But give me an idea from your words, like what was your artistic vision with this project? Uh, it's kind of, it's in a way the record is a timeline of a journey of all the women I listened to growing up to the present, I guess, since I started music. I guess my dad mainly started me on Nina Simone, listening to her, and then, uh, got into, like, Nora Jones and Diana Krall and Ella Fitzgerald and Billie Holiday, Lauryn Hill, Sade, et cetera, so, like, kind of in an order, and then my mom had me listen to Dusty Springfield and Bonnie Raitt. And um, I learned songs by them all and um, took more influence, obviously, from more than others that I kind of shaped who I am today as far as how I interpret songs or write or play and stuff like that. So um, we kind of saw a pattern in that and that they're all, most of them were female that I listened to. I mean, I listened, don't get me wrong, I listened to a lot of guys, too. I listened to Luther Vandross and Oscar Peterson piano, Duke Ellington and stuff like that. Miles Davis. <laughs> Some people ask me, why only women? I'm like, dude, just hear me out here. So, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so we decided to come up with this concept, and we didn't expect it to take off so much as it has or get as much interest as it has. And before we know, we have Nora Jones on it and David Sanborn and Christian McBride. So it ends up being kind of a hell of a thing that's coming out. So, <laughs> Yeah, without a doubt. So... How did you arrive at this unique mix of jazz and pop and R&B? How did, oh, oh, man, that's that would be from my dad, definitely, I would say. But just what I'm drawn to naturally as well. My dad's a soul singer. Um, funk, and he did a little pop. He could do everything. Now. He sang back up for Aretha on some gigs, and then Garth Brooks and Vince Gill, Faith Hill, and all of them. <laughs> but he had a good mix, and... I grew up watching live music and seeing his soul band play, and so that's kind of where I listened to growing up mostly. But jazz, for me, stood out the most, and I fell in love with it. I love classical piano as well, so I play a lot of that during my shows and mix some of it now into the record, like the Moonlight Sonata, and um, 
Nina Simone is good at mixing stuff, too. She's kind of a hybrid, so I kind of look up to her for that, in a way. So talk to me a little bit about growing up in Nashville and kind of the influences and your childhood and how you really got kind of where you're at in your music mentality and, and how you arrived here. Uh, again, my dad, <laughs> he's like the the one that just opened up the music world, I guess, for me and let me know, hey, this could be a career if you pursue it correctly, you know, or <laughs> go for it. So, But I just grew up watching him singing. He would take me to the studio with him, to his shows live, and so that's how I got into that. And then he would always be playing good music, Marvin Gaye, Aretha on the on the record player and stuff like that. So, um, But then I also uh, would do writer's rounds around in Nashville, which is a common thing. So, And I used to play with Sam Hunt before he blew up with his song <laughs> uh, on his writer's round sometimes at the Indigo, which is kind of where I got the name for the second record. Uh, it's just kind of a musical world, like everybody, a little of everything there. I always kind of sit out like a sore thumb, though, with playing jazz. I've kind of become known new. I became known for that. Um, it's just—it's a blessing to be in a musical city. So I get an earlier start. I don't know if you have any more questions, particularly on that, or more clarification. No, no. But, I think that. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I think that's good. I think my other thing too is—is is that based on your dad's influence and the fact that you started so early, it was probably a pretty much a foregone conclusion that music was going to be your life. <laughs> yeah, in a way. Yep, there were some bumps along the way, for sure, and, but it ended up being here, and I'm, I'm thankful for it. In the beginning, when you started performing, were you nervous, or has the stage always been home? Oh, you know what? It was a, a bit of both, I would say. And I, he would have me come up and do show, a song with him or something, or I would do my own song, and I'd be nervous as hell, but then <laughs> eventually I'd feel more confident and then see the reaction of people and then learn how he would entertain people and stuff. So that'd be kind of a thing. Became a thing. So, But I remember at first I wanted to only just be a piano, you know, a pianist and uh, only play just piano. And I was like, I only play piano. And I was like, baby girl, you got to sing too. <laughs> It'll open up your world. <laughs> so um, he would teach me and my sisters how to sing and we would cry and be like, oh, I want to sing again. And um, it was, that wasn't until a little after he, uh, he gave me a Diana Krall CD and a Nora Jones record. And I've just listened to those over and over. And then the song, The Nearness of You, really stood out, which is on the end of Nora's first record. And it moved me so much. I was, like, inspired. So my mom took me to Border Books, and I got the sheet music to learn that song. And that's the first song I ever learned to play and sing. And it's actually on this record now, which is cool. And I've got to actually play it for Nora live before in Tokyo. There's like all this stuff, and she's on the record now. So it all kind of works. It's kind of amazing. We're on the same label, kind of starting from then. That was, yeah. I was probably about 12 or 13 when that all, when I first heard that song and her. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. So what do you like best about being a performer? Um, it's, like, it's, uh, I like, because you get to be, show a part of yourself, I guess, in a way, but it's cool meeting all different types of people and traveling and getting to play your art in a way, if that makes sense, so music is, like, art, 
the way it is art. So I'm an artist. I paint. I see music in color. So it's like creating a picture for people every night or paint a beautiful piece of artwork and it being appreciated. But also just creating timeless music and paying tribute to these women that I grew up listening to and back to my father and my mom as well and um, several other, other artists that I couldn't <laughs> get on this album. So, but it's all about creating timeless music. That's, for me, that's what the main thing is. Cool. What was one of the first live shows you ever saw that made you think, man, I really want to do that? I remember I was, might have been 16 or so, and uh, it was a, I don't know if it was a festival or something. It was a big show my dad would do every year in Franklin, Tennessee, called the the, the Carton Mansion, something like that. Carton Mansion Show or Festival or something. And they had me come up there and I, I played and sang a piece called I, When I Look in Your Eyes. And I heard Diana Krall's version. And it was this beautiful, like, dark, minory song. And then I played a piece by Chopin, Fantasy Impromptu, into some performance. And so he's like, don't stop. And then, I don't know, that was... Inspiring. inspiring. And the, the crowd was just so receiving after that, and it just kind of inspired me after that. And we would, I made a record with my dad, and then kind of took off from there. And that's where I, later on I got signed at Blue Note with Evan Rogers and Carl Sturck, and who I work with now. And so it kind of just led the way. I would look at that time, and also um, that first performance I ever did to sing in the nearest of you. Between those two, those are turning points. So let me ask you this. You know, we're we're in a unique position in our American history and the history of the world. And, you know, when we get past the, you know, the fact that performers can't perform and we're past the coronavirus and we start having crowds that come out to jazz shows and start seeing music and becoming a part of the world, what do you hope is the realization that people have when they actually get reincarnated into art? What do you hope that they do or get out of it or a realization that people might have? That's a good question. Ooh, man, you got some good ones. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that, I would say, just appreciation for what you have. Like, I mean, it makes it, you appreciate everything. I mean, even down to freaking toilet paper at this point, you know, we're going crazy yeah. over <laughs> into that. So, but appreciate the arts and that, how even like artists aren't even able to come out and sing right now, but appreciate that you have recordings of them, appreciate what you have and the time, and um, pursue anything that you might have that uh, might not have been anybody <laughs> putting on the shelf, like, here, I'm speaking to myself, like, I need to get back to painting and drawing more. So I bought some stuff to start pursuing that again. I just hope people appreciate the beauty of art and music when they have it, and, you know, buy records and support the artists as much as they can, and paint more, create more, all of that. So we need it. We need it right now, especially. I think it'll be more appreciated after. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So who they think you are, your family, your friends, your fans, but uh -huh. you're living your life. Who do you think you are? <laughs> uh, I'm Candace Springs, and I'm very unique, and I have several interests, or a few interests, I would say. I'm not just music. Um, uh, I'm also an artist, like, like I was telling you, I draw and I paint, but I'm also a huge car enthusiast. And I collect cars, I buy and sell cars, I fix cars, so that's my other thing. 
I was actually going to go to school for that. That was a competing career on my music. <laughs> but um, so that's what I'm doing right now on this off time. So <laughs> I just sold a Jeep yesterday, a CJ5. It's pretty cool with a Toyota swap. And <laughs> so that's cool. what I do. I'm Candace, and I play sports. I play soccer. Um, with a women, a few leagues here, in women's league and co-ed. So staying shape doing that. I only have three cats, and I collect old pianos. So that's me. <laughs> right on. I like it. Yep. Thank you for taking some time out for Neon Jazz today. I appreciate it. <laughs> You're so welcome, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest singers in Nashville, Kansas City, and spots all over the world giving fans all that jazz. And thanks to Candace for her time, music, and stories. If you want to hear more interviews, go to Famous Interviews with Joe Domino on the iTunes Store. Visit Neon Jazz at YouTube.com. And for everything Neon Jazz all the time, go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, support the arts and enjoy the jazz, my friends. Neon Jazz.